0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's Erin Moriarty, and we have a special episode for you today from my original podcast, My Life of Crime. I'm taking you inside true crime investigations like no one else, taking on killers and those accused of crimes. Here's an all-new episode of My Life of Crime that takes you deeper into The Girl Next Door. Follow along as I go beyond the scene of each crime, beyond prison walls, and into the killer's inner thoughts. It's all on this season of My Life of Crime. Your name is
1: Tracy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and you killed your husband, ex-husband, yes, ex-husband.
0: A killer doesn't usually call nine one one right after unloading a gun on her victim, but that's exactly what Tracy Grissom did on May fifteenth, two thousand twelve.
1: What? How did you kill him? I shot him. You have the gun? I got the gun. What kind of gun I do can't, you have? I couldn't take enough no more. All right, okay, calm down. What is wrong?
0: Tracy claimed self-defense. He had hurt me. He had done a lot of things to me. I didn't want him dead. I still don't want him dead. But if Tracy had been abused, why was she charged and two years later in 2014, convicted of murder? Were there important facts about Tracy that the jury didn't know at her trial? I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 Hours, and this is my life of crime. This is part two of Victim or Abuser, What Really Happened to Hunter Grissom.
2: We all knew she was capable of doing this.
0: That's Gina Prisok, Hunter's aunt. Hunter's family always believed that Tracy falsely claimed that Hunter had abused her. And instead, she methodically planned to kill him. She hunted him down. She hunted him down. Throughout their marriage, Tracy never reported any abuse by Hunter. What's more, at the time of the shooting, Tracy was in a deep financial hole. A hole that the sizable insurance policy on Hunter's life would fix. Thank you for calling at Life. This is
2: Pam. May I please have your name? Tracy Grissom.
0: That's a recording of a call that Tracy made to the insurance company the day before she shot Hunter, checking on a policy on Hunter's life. it's Hunter Grissom. Thank you so much, and can you please verify his date of birth? Tracy had been paying for the policy and was the primary beneficiary. She wanted to make sure the company had her current address.
2: Is there anything else I can do for you today?
1: That's going to be it.
0: And Tracy called the company again after Hunter died. And how can I help you today?
1: Well, I was actually calling cuz I didn't know what I needed to do. Hunter passed away May 15th, and I actually am going through a court case right now cuz it was due to self defense.
0: And while Tracy told the jury at her trial that she shot her ex-husband because she thought he was about to kill her, two witnesses testified that Hunter was running away. His mother, Melanie Garner, told me she believes Tracy is dangerous. Borderline
2: demonic. I mean, I absolutely believe uh, that she is that troubled. And I just feel like that she is exactly
0: what she was convicted of and that she is a murderer. And as we investigated Tracy's case and claims, we learned about evidence the jury never heard. Do you believe that Tracy Grissom has told the truth of what happened. I do not. That's Shelley Standridge. She was Hunter's attorney, and she planned to defend Hunter against Tracy's accusations of rape, sodomy, kidnapping, and domestic violence. Those charges, though, were all dropped after Hunter's death. Do you believe if Hunter Grissom had gone on trial for rape that he would have been convicted? Absolutely not. Do you think Tracy knew that? Probably. Standridge says Hunter told her a very different story about the night of the alleged rape. For one thing, Hunter says that Tracy invited him to the house. So that
2: night, Hunter says that she was depressed and claiming she was going to kill herself. She was
0: saying she wanted their relationship to work. And Hunter told his lawyer that while the couple did have sex, he said it was consensual and that Tracy had afterwards demanded more financial support.
2: He said that she threatened him, if you don't want the responsibility of these children, I'll make it to where you don't ever get to see them again.
0: Hunter insisted, says his lawyer, that Tracy got that cut on her head not from him, but from falling after taking more than her prescribed dose of an anti-anxiety drug. It's similar to alcohol,
2: where where your
0: balance is impaired, your uh, speech
2: is impaired.
0: I'll be honest. I was skeptical when I heard Hunter's explanation because, of course, that's what you'd expect an abuser to say. So it kind of comes down to, he said, she said. But what
2: she says is not true. I never found anything independently that verified any of her claims. He told me that he was going to kill me. I was knocked unconscious.
0: Tracy's bloody head wound seen in photos... Medical records from that night refer only to a superficial wound. That required how many sutures to close? One suture. And pictures that Tracy showed us of deep bruising on her legs? They don't look like the pictures medical personnel took on the night of the alleged rape. Something does not add up. Shelley Standridge questions when some of Tracy's photos could have been taken. According to Standridge, One photo appears to have been taken more than three weeks after the alleged rape. Then why would she cry rape if it didn't occur? I don't know what
2: her motive is, but I will tell you that she told me under oath that she was upset that he had a girlfriend.
0: The jury never heard any of that and still convicted Tracy of murder. In late 2014, Tracy began serving a 25-year prison sentence. But I couldn't forget her. This case has always deeply troubled me. Why would a 30-year-old nurse living with her two children in a beautiful lakeside home in Alabama just throw it all away? Would a woman really make up a story of abuse? There had to be something more to the story. And as it turns out, there is. Is, wait a minute, is this Tracy? This is Tracy. All right, so let's get started. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
3: Every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
0: I mean, it has been over six years since I've spoken to you, Tracy. Yes, ma'am. I know. Um, how, how are you holding up? Um,
1: I'm doing a lot better now than I, I did when I
0: first got um in prison. In the summer of 2021, we reached out to Tracy, who was now in Columbiana, Alabama, living in a prison known as the Therapeutic Education Facility. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, you kind of landed in the five-star version of prison. I mean, Yes, ma'am. It's a state-of-the-art facility that specializes in rehabilitation. Tracy lives in a dorm with eight other women and gets therapy and job training.
1: Where I'm at right now, it's more um, on treatment and um, like changing thinking patterns and, and more specific for like mental health. So physically and mentally, I would say I'm doing better now than I have in probably 10 to 11 years.
0: Yet, therapy and time haven't changed Tracy's story. She still insists she was the victim, not the aggressor.
1: Uh, I, I will never say that I'm a cold-blooded killer. I will never say I'm a murderer. That's correct.
0: So what are you? How would you describe it then?
1: Um, I am a battered and abused woman that, that had a... Uh, I really was not in a good mental spot. And that day, I felt it was a life or death situation that he was fixing to kill me or I I had to do what I did.
0: And she sticks to that story, even after I point out that at the time of the shooting, she had not had direct contact with her ex-husband for a year and a half. You weren't being actually physically threatened by him. Right.
1: Um, I had not been physically threatened by him uh, again. However, the fear was still there.
0: I mean, do you think some of that was in your head?
1: Um, and it very well could have been. I mean, because it had happened. So yes, my, it very well could have been.
0: So, if you could go back, what would you do differently?
1: I would have never stopped that day.
0: At yeah. times, the conversation with Tracy was awkward. And uncomfortable and I'm just wondering why why did the prosecution charge you with murder why didn't they believe the story that your life was at risk
1: um, that
0: I can't I can't answer I mean I think the prosecutors felt that you might have exaggerated some of the the abuse that you created some of the injuries yourself and maybe photographed some injuries that didn't come from that night. What do you say to that?
1: Um, I, I know that I didn't. I know that w- what has happened, um, what I've been through has
0: been horrible.
1: And it is sad that um, women aren't protected.
0: But as we continue to talk, Tracy told me something new about her background, something I had never heard before. And while it doesn't excuse what Tracy did, it may help explain it. Tracy Grissom says she is a damaged woman, and that much of that damage, she says, occurred long before she met Hunter.
1: Um, well, uh, growing up, I really didn't realize that my life wasn't normal. Um, my mom owned, um, nightclubs, and, um, I was in in the nightclub more than I was at home, for real.
0: What was the worst thing that you remember?
1: Um, there was a whole lot of violence,
0: um. Tracy's childhood, she says, was difficult, spent in bars that her mother ran.
1: The, one of my mom's places was um, across the river, and they used to make a joke and say that you, um, when you go in there, you, it's like bringing, um, that you better bring a knife or a gun, um, because there was always fights. And as a child, you know, I saw people getting fights and brawls, and I saw the police beat up people. I, saw, I mean, I, I saw a lot of stuff that a child should never see.
0: Were you sexually abused as a child?
1: I was um, I did not really realize that I was. Um, I thought that uh, it was normal um, I um, at you know twelve thirteen years old, um, I was being touched and um, I liked it and I now know that that's you know' it's a natural thing, so you're supposed to but however, for a 29, 30-year-old man to do that to a child is wrong.
0: Tracy's mother died in 2016. She's now writing a book about her life with her lawyer, Warren Freeman.
3: Tracy is one of those people that she came, when she came to me, I didn't really realize how broken this lady was, Uh, that I, I, I don't, I don't know that I really realized how broken she was. Until I began writing the book and and having interviews with her at the prison, um, she grew up in a bar. Uh, her mother owned a bar, Her mother owned several bars. It, it, she says, she "Told me she said I, I, if I was going to see my mother, I had to be at the bar because that's where she was. She was exposed to sex, to adult situations, to a mother that would get sot drunk, and then Tracy at." as a teenager, would have to go take care of her and have to try to get her clothes back on while uh, while the mother's swinging at her and then try to get her home, uh, fix her something to eat, and put her in the bed, tuck her in like a child.
0: He says that Tracy was 14 when she was sexually abused by a 30-year-old bartender. Do you think because of the way she grew up, she she didn't even know how to have a healthy relationship with a man?
3: I I would say totally. She did not know. She even told me that she didn't realize that this 30-year-old was acting as a predator. She didn't understand. She just thought he loved her.
0: You mean the man who abused her when she was just a teenager, just That's a right. child. That's right.
3: Yes. She told she said I didn't she said I didn't realize till I was in prison in counseling that this was not proper behavior.
0: Warren now believes that Tracy's life as a child made it difficult for her to have healthy relationships as an adult.
3: She didn't have any stability in her mind from from growth from youth on up to to make proper decisions. In hindsight, she's a broken person who did not make good decisions and ultimately made the worst decision. Of her life by 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 killing a man
0: and he told me that because of her past, Tracy really may have felt fear when she shot her ex-husband that day. but help me out then, Warren, because I, I don't know quite what to think of Tracy. This is a woman who went down she had to drive down there. I went on that road, she went down there she She went with a gun. She didn't have to go see him. He was running away from her, and she shot him. So it's hard for someone to believe. This case seems, you know, gray at the best. It's really hard to understand why she would have killed him.
3: It's a subjective thing. What you've got to realize is that somebody whose mind is skewed, somebody who, who has a, a, a skewed view of reality, as she did, with him. All he had to do uh, is, is, is make a certain face at her, and suddenly she goes into the mode of, I've got to defend myself because of the history.
0: Warren now wishes he had known Tracy's full history at trial, but his biggest regret, he says, is what happened at the very end, right before the case went to the jury. Tracy decided to gamble on the jurors. Rather than allow them to consider a lesser charge of manslaughter, that could mean less time in prison, they would only have two options, convictor of murder or her. There would be no middle ground. She
3: said, if I'm convicted of murder." I lose my children, I lose my nursing license, my life is over. If I'm convicted of manslaughter, I lose my children, I lose my nursing license, my life is over. And I said, and of course I argued, it wasn't over. It was going to be, she was going to be treated differently if she has a Class B felony, manslaughter, instead of a Class A felony,
0: murder. But as we now know, Tracy lost that gamble. Warren says he blames himself.
3: I I got inside the prison in the room and I said, I've got to get something off my chest. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't regret when the judge wanted to charge the jury with manslaughter. I regret not taking you into a room, calling your family in, and getting them to help convince you to let this judge charge the jury with manslaughter.
0: But let's be honest, Warren. I mean, in some ways, uh, and you may not completely agree with me, but she was a little delusional. She really thought the jury would not convict her.
3: She did. I I see that so clearly. I saw it clearly then. And And I argued with her. I said, but Tracy, we haven't gotten one picture we haven't gotten one witness in to where the jury can understand what you were going through. We don't, we don't have the basis right now for them to find you not guilty. She still believed they
0: would. If Tracy had been convicted of manslaughter, she might already be out of prison. Instead, she will have to serve at least another seven years before she can apply for parole in 2029 is it hard sometimes to believe that you're sitting in prison um
1: it is definitely not what i um you know as a little girl wanted out of my life that's for certain and um my biggest thing is uh i have gotten a lot of
0: help um, there is never just a single victim of a crime when tracy took her husband's life she destroyed his mother, Melanie's life too.
2: My son died running, running for his life.
0: Melanie's consolation, Hunter's daughter with Tracy, Anna Grace, now lives with her. She's 13 years old. Tracy's oldest child, her son, James Michael, from her first marriage, is in his 20s and has had his own brush with the law as a teenager. He's now an adult with three children of his own, which means that Tracy, at age 40, is now a grandmother. Do you get to see your kids at all?
1: Um, I do not get to see my daughter at all. Um, a No contact order was placed um, after I came to prison. Um,
0: How old is she now, Tracy? She's 12. And you have not spoken to her since um, you went to prison?
1: I have gotten to write letters
0: but I've, I haven't to speak to her. Is, is that the hardest part for you?
1: Absolutely.
0: What do you write her? What do you tell her?
1: Um, I've wrote her and told her different things um, about uh, cheerleading and gymnastics and beauty walks and just um, I send her color pages, Christmas cards, things that I make just so that she knows that I love her and that none of this was ever her fault.
0: Do you think that you'll be able to see her before you get out? Uh, I'm not expecting that. By the time Tracy is eligible for parole, her daughter will be 20 years old.
1: I know that I can't change what has happened. Um, I can only move forward. So my biggest thing every day, I try to get up and help some other women that may not be as far along on their journey as I am to heal. Um, You know, they say hurt people hurt people, but heal people help heal people. So every day I just try to get up and do the best that I can.
0: I really appreciate you talking to me. Yes, ma'am. All right. I don't think we will ever really know the full story of why Tracy killed Hunter Grissom. Was he the abuser she says he was? Or was Hunter the victim of a woman who says she spiraled out of control after a childhood of abuse and neglect? And you have to wonder, could this tragedy have been avoided? Warren Freeman believes it could.
3: She needed some severe mental... So a family member should have grabbed her and, and put her into some kind of counseling that would have helped her deal and cope with her fears, whether they were real or only real in her mind.
0: That's incredibly sad when you think about it. So, I mean, is it possible because she did not get counseling because people didn't recognize that her family or therapists didn't recognize how damaged she was, that she ended up, killing a man who never intended to hurt her. And she's now in prison for the rest of her, for a large part, portion of her life. And he's dead.
3: You, you have just, in one sentence, stated what I believe. Uh, that, that summarizes right there what Tracy Grissom was about.
0: I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 Hours, and that's My Life of Crime. This podcast series is developed by 48 Hours in partnership with CBS News Radio. Judy Tigard is 48 Hours executive producer. Jonathan Clark is CBS News Radio executive producer. Production and editing for this season of My Life of Crime by Alan Pang. This episode was also produced by Chris Young Ritson of 48 Hours. Craig Swagler is Vice President and General Manager of CBS News Radio. And finally, a thank you to all of you, our listeners. We owe it all to you, the millions of 48 Hours fans. Don't forget to join me online. I'm at EF Moriarty on Twitter, and we're at 48 Hours on Twitter, Facebook, and Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. Join me, 48 Hours correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the secrets within families, cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy my life of crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true.